Welcome to Mecca Talks, your access all areas pass to the beauty, business and lifestyle experts we call our community. I'm Kate Blythe, Chief Marketing Officer here at Mecca and your host. In today's episode, I'm chatting to Isle of Paradise founder and ray of sunshine, Jules von Hepp. Hi, everyone. So it's starting to warm up. Thank goodness for that. And with those of us who want to get our limbs out as the sun starts to shine, who better to talk to than the queen of tanning? And our one of our all-time favorite people to follow on Instagram, Jules von Hepp. Jules has been hailed as one of the best spray tanners in the world and has bronzed the likes of Kate Moss, Sienna Miller, Chrissy Teigen, Poppy Delevingne and Little Mix over the course of his career. That's pretty unbelievable. He has an undeniable knack to make people glow, not only on the outside, but from the inside too. Bringing his tanning know-how to the masses was one of our favourite self-tan brands, Isle of Paradise, a brand that prides itself on inclusivity, self-confidence and glowing colour correction over extreme bronzing. Jules is a highly successful celebrity tanner, founder, podcast host, body positivity champion, and today a Mecca Talks special guest. Let's get into it. So welcome, Jules, to us seeing us in Australia. Welcome to Australia again. I know you used to live here. Today um, on Mecca Talks, we're going to be talking about all about you and all about your incredible brand. So first of all, I want to say, you know, you used to live here. What is it about Australia that you love? Firstly, thank you for having me. I feel very honoured to be on this podcast. Um, I... I think Australia is like my happy place. I feel inspired when I'm here. I feel, I don't know, part of my soul is here. Maybe <laughs> I was Australian in a past <laughs> life. Maybe I'm, maybe I was called Sharon in a past oh life. My Who God. knows? Um, but that would like, have been good. We'll get into Isle of Paradise, I'm sure. But the reason that Isle of Paradise has eucalyptus in its fragrance is because I wanted to give a nod to yeah. Australia. Like it's a real, I don't know, it just... I love the people. I love the food. I love the beaches. Like this is my vibe. This Where is did my you town. live? I lived in Sydney. For I was how a long? Sydney boy for a year, and then I worked in beauty, but kept coming back with my job. And then as my career started to take off as a spray tanner, I actually had clients who would fly me over just to spray tan them. Oh, that's quite come, fabulous! I would come to Melbourne for like forty-eight hours to and spray go back. tan yeah. people. So when people say, "Oh, the." F- the flight's so long. I'm like, it is. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> when you've done it for 48 hours and you go back, then it's not that long. No, it, I think it's absolutely fine. As long as you can just get some sleep and be spray tanned on the other end, then you don't look so ropey. Exactly. Then you're all good. Exactly. So you lived in Sydney. And this was this back in the day when you were doing, oh, this is were you doing Strictly Come Dancing? No, this is before Strictly uh, or Dancing with the Stars, I think it's known here. But um no, this was, I flipped a coin at a house party, and this is me down to a T. Flipped a coin at a house party, landed on heads, and I booked a one-way ticket to Australia. What was the, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you flipped a coin about what? Did someone say, I dare you to I choose said, oh, somewhere I said, to I'm live. thinking about moving to Australia. I don't know what to do. I, I feel like the UK is massively working for me. I was 22. Um <laughs> And it landed on heads and I just booked the ticket and I woke up in the morning. I was like, I've got a one way ticket in my inbox. What am I going to do? So I just quit my job and came like I just went there. So I moved to Sydney, met some friends on Gumtree who are literally still my friends now. Managed to use some of my connections and got a beauty assisting job 
at Vogue. And then unfortunately, it was at the time when the recession was massively hitting across this. We're talking like 2009, yeah. 2010 time. And so I then had no choice but to move back to the UK. But I think if that hadn't have happened in the recession, have happened, I'd probably still be here. Called I probably Sharon. wouldn't have left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd have rebranded as Sharon for sure. <laughs> and you went back to the UK and did what? Tell me. Were you back in magazines there? No, I um, actually worked for, I worked in Tan. I never, I never really wanted to be a spray tan. It was a job that kind of found me. I remember um, Nicola Joss, who is a celebrity facialist, and her clients include like Margot Robbie, Kate Blanchett, Julia Roberts. I met her on a shoot, and she said, "I think, I think you'd be a really good spray tanner." And I was like, <laughs> a "Spray tanner? Like that's not really a, a job that I'd ever considered." Were you but, hold on with you, with that? Were you at that time with a spray tan with a bronzer brush? Were you just no, oh, she just out we of were nowhere? Just, we were just chatting, and I got a really good energy from her. And I think at the time I was a bit lost in my career. I'd studied fashion at uni, moved into fashion, and it just. I didn't feel that connection and I'd always loved beauty, started working in beauty, but I couldn't find the right bit for me. I think I, maybe I just had programmed myself that I was supposed to be at a desk and yeah. that I sh was, should have been doing that desk job. And actually I got into that and just hated it. Yeah. And actually I'm a creative, I'm a people person and I love connectivity with people. I like touching people. And she just suggested, I thought, you know what? I've got absolutely nothing to lose. And the only way I can do this is try. So I got trained in spray tanning. She trained me up and I just became so addicted to it. And it wasn't, yeah, what it wasn't was the... the tan. It wasn't the tan that I became addicted yeah. to. I think it was the fact that every single day I made people feel confident. Yeah. I made people I, like I had a purpose because people would come to me and they'd say, I'm going through a really messy divorce. Like my mum's got cancer or my dog's just died, something awful would have happened and they'd be coming for a hit of feel good. Yeah. And I think it became so much more about that than it was about the tan. And it just turned out that I'm actually really, really good at doing spray tans. Yeah. But I then, that addiction then really started to, I don't know, carve a career because, because I was good at doing it. And because I really, I don't care if somebody's famous. I really like... I, what makes you a good person is how you command the room, how you act, if you're yeah. kind. And I'm not remembering the shape of your legs. I'm not remembering how thick your hair was. I'm remembering if you were actually good yeah. and a kind person. And that's really, I mean, that's through Isle of Paradise right down to the DNA is everything that I learned. Isle of Paradise just is my 15-year career as a spray tanner. Whether I was working with famous people or non-famous people, Everybody came to me with the same thing. I'm sorry for insert body part. And I just, I realized that there's just this huge issue in society that we are completely programmed to hate how we look. Yeah. And what the hell is that about? Like, why are we apologizing for something? Why are we not saying, God, I love my eyes today. Yeah. I look amazing. <laughs> but instead we got, I'm really sorry about my thighs. That like, Oh my God, I've put on weight. Who cares? Yeah, like, who I agree. Who cares? But yeah, that's kind of my career in a nutshell, really. I then... I want to hear a little bit more detail, though. So you started, where did you start? Where were you spray tanning people? You weren't just doing it in like a corner was... of an office. <laughs> yeah. I actually was <laughs> doing it in the corner of an office, yeah. And then I started working very much alongside makeup artists as part of their team. Um, so I worked on The X Factor in the UK. Um, That's with, fun. With makeup artist Natalia Nett. And I'd literally been tanning. I met her by chance. She came to me for a tan. She said, God, you're really good at spray tanning. And she said, 
I'm actually the head makeup artist on the X Factor. Would you be interested in doing this yeah. full time? Brilliant. Like I'm doing, and I just thought this is my break. I've Were got you doing to do it. Simon Cowell mostly. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it was the year that Little Mix won, and That's then cool. I toured with Little Mix, um, and then the makeup artist Lisa Armstrong, who does Strictly Come Dancing or Dancing with the Stars in the UK. Uh, she actually got in contact and she said, we've got a real issue with the show that it's known about orange streaky tan. And at yeah. the time, that's all that was written about Strictly. It was the, the tans were pretty severe, right? And actually, that's a, no one should be able to spot a good tan. You should yeah. just think, wow, that person looks really glowy and healthy. And that's where the conversation ends. Um, and I said, well, look, I'll come on as part of your team like, I'm going to tell you that I'm not known for spray tans. I'm known for glowy, healthy yeah. complexion. That traditional spray tan was just not my vibe. Yeah. I'm much more about texture in the skin. I'm about glow. And I think you should look like yourself, just a version that maybe you prefer. So I worked on that show for three years. And during that time, obviously backstage, Would you meet every celebrity, you meet every agent. And obviously one person would come for a spray tan while they were performing on that show. They'd then go away and say that spray tan was amazing. And then I'd start doing that celebrity more and more and more and, pick, and just picking up work. Yeah. Um, and it was a wild time. It oh was goodness. so fun. And it was actually pre-Instagram. So a lot of the stuff is just memories in my head that I don't yeah. have photographic evidence. And that's just the way the world was then. And I think that's really nice. So you still spray tanning people? Or is it just only your very special friends? I will, I will do spray tans. I will do spray tans because I think I'll never stop loving that moment. It's a transformation. Yeah, well, it's also connectivity with people. Yeah. Like, you know, you, it's not just a spray tan. We do hand massages. I talk about body confidence. I really unpack what people are feeling. It's more... It's a bit like an inner outer glow session and I'll always love doing it. If you ask anyone who's an artist, like, are you still doing makeup? Of course, they're going to still be doing makeup. You can't stop doing something that you love. Yeah. I don't necessarily have as much time to be doing spray tans anymore because I'm so focused on teaching people how to get an amazing tan at home. Yeah. But um, I love it. And I, I, I just, I love fake tan. I absolutely love it. It is, my, <laughs> it is my pillar of confidence and it is my ride or die beauty product. So yeah, always. So at which point when you were doing all of this, do you think, do you know what? The products I'm using are not good enough. I want to create my own. What, what was that kind of light bulb moment? So I remember being interviewed by Vogue UK and profiled and they, they used the strap line, this is the world's best spray tanner. And I read the article and went away. And at the time I was doing, it was while I was doing Strictly. And I had like two huge cases of kit with products from all over the world, products from all different brands. And I would look at the tan the next day and it might be a bit orange. It might have gone a bit, not streaky, but it maybe smelled, smelled when it was developing. Smell of cornflakes, some of them back in the day. People, people smell all different things. <laughs> I've heard it all. But... I just thought, God, if if Vogue are saying that I'm the best spray tanner and I actually can't find the products that are doing... Like, I'm having to correct these tans. I'm, I was using colour corrective makeup on top of the tan to correct the skin. And I thought, if I'm having to do this, we've got a bit of an issue here because yeah. if, if, I, if I'm supposed to be the best in the world and I can't get the products that I want to use, then, well, I guess it's down to me to sort this out. So I met with um, a friend and my business partner, Mark, and we developed Tile of Paradise together. The concept and the branding is totally born from my 
exposure and outlook to working with hundreds of naked bodies every single week and seeing that actually the representation of bodies in store and what's been communicated in brand marketing was not what I was seeing in the spray tan booth. Yeah. It was just the same model, same skin tone, white swimsuit on the beach. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't use tan to go to the beach. No. I use tan for everyday life. I use it to feel confident when I'm having wine with my girlfriends, when I'm shopping with my mum. Like, they're those special moments that I use tan for. And actually, it's a much more personal beauty treatment than what people give it credit for. You know, you're on your own in front of the mirror mm. tanning. And, but it can go really wrong, though, Jules. Like, Tan how do can you smell how do you, how do you you know you talked about how you're like teaching people how to do it well? First of all, you got great products, but how do you teach it, people to do it well? And what how would you recommend people use it? Is it every day, or is it once a month, or is it once a week? What is your you're the guru here. Let us know your secrets. I think when it comes to tan, the old school nineties noughties teaching was tan is for Thursdays and Thursdays alone and you tan for the weekend and you walk around the house like a zombie while it dries yeah and honestly whenever I meet anyone whether it's in a store or we're doing an interview I always will say the same thing everything you thought you knew about fake tan just put it in the bin because Mm. this is a completely different way of tanning I tan on Sunday nights because I've got a really busy week with work and also I see more people in the week than I do at the weekends Um, I tan my face every two days and I tan my body once or twice a week. But I'm not going to build my life around the tan. Mm -hmm. The tan can fit around my life. And I think that that is definitely something that we've been championing at Isle of Paradise is that it's quick to apply. It's fuss free. Mm -hmm. You can get great results without having all the drama put in there with it because I don't have time for drama. No, no. I need these products to work hard (laughs) for me because I'm bloody working hard for them. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you put it on every two days on your face, but like how do you remove it? How do you how do you kind of like is there an element of you having to then exfoliate and start again? Or like what are the rules around it? Because I I feel that it's a bit of a minefield and people could get it wrong still. I think again, going back to the traditional beliefs of tan we were taught that it has to all be stripped off before it's applied again. So am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. But when we were developing Our Paradise, I really was passionate about making sure that the fade was just as good as the colour itself. So good tan will fade evenly. It will come off the skin evenly. And it will mean that you can apply the tan straight away a couple of days later. I think really that comes from it being created by an expert who's been backstage. Look at Charlotte Tilbury's makeup. It's amazing because Charlotte is an amazing makeup artist. And I've known Charlotte pre-Isle of Paradise. I've shot with Charlotte on new campaign shoots. She knows what she's doing. When you've got expert-delivered brands... It's not just happened overnight. There's so much knowledge years that's and gone years into it. of practice and, and also trial listening to and, clients because yeah. my skin isn't the same as your skin. Everybody yeah. has a different experience. You don't need to strip it off before you start again. Personally, I will do three weeks on the trot and then I take a week off my tan and let it all come off and then go again. But again, you it's your glow. Own your glow. It's not up to me to tell <laughs> you how to tan. This is your 
routine. This is your life. Who am I to like tell Own you what to do? Your glow. Do you know what the the sort of when you talk about the nineties bad tans, it always reminds me of that Friends episode with Ross where he just if goes I in the booth. Had a dollar for every time <laughs> someone had said that to me, and people used to say to me when so it, when, when they'd come for a spray tan, they'd say, "Am I going to be like Ross from Friends?" Yeah, I'd be like, just one side. Get out. Just Literally one get side. Out. Don't insult me. That's not going to happen. <laughs> but those booths used to be dangerous. I mean, I went for one once, and then it was like the day before New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve, I mean honestly I looked at right state so you, you know people do get a bit scarred so tell us about your range of products and what the whole range is and what, how to use them because I think there's a you know you need a bit of a tan wardrobe right so I think the first thing to think about when you look at Isle of Paradise is it, it doesn't look like anything you've ever seen on that tanning space because it's so colorful and the reason that the colors are there are, it is a color corrective self-tan brand. So the peach will brighten the skin and give a light tan. The green range will hide redness and give a medium tan. And the violet range will cancel out those orange tones of a dark tan and give a really neutralized deep bronze. Suitable for all skin tones. Mm -hmm. And I really can't stress that enough because I think so often tan has just been put into the white skin tone category and it's absolutely not the case. On darker skin tones, tan removes any ash or grayness from the skin. Mm -hmm. um, and also the best way to think of tan is it's a vacation mimicker. Mm -hmm. So when you're coming back from vacation, how do you look? You look well rested, you look yeah. glowy, you don't look stressed. And unfortunately we don't, we can't go on vacation all the time. So by using tan, that's what we're getting on our skin. We have drops in the range. Now the drops are if you are obsessed with your skincare and you are really, you love that mixology, maybe you moisturize every day, but you've never tanned in your life and you're just thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I need something really easy. The drops. So you just put a couple of drops in your couple cream. Couple of drops yeah. in your, you make a well in the palm of your hand, add your moisturizer, mm. add some drops, mix it together, apply, wash your palms. The next day you just have a glow. Yeah. You're not necessarily always going to see that color change. This can also be about texture on the skin. Yeah. You're going to have a noticeably glowier complexion. Mm. Then we have the waters, which are the most hydrating tan. You just spray on a bit like an SPF at the beach, rub in with your hands or with a mitt, wash your palms. The glow is done. <laughs> really good as well for doing backs. Um, and then we have our mousses. These are really quick drying. You apply with a mitt. It, it's... Everybody it's has, easy. it's really easy. And I mean, for want of a better phrase, and I'm sure, I'm sure <laughs> Rosie, who's from my team is going to die when I say this, but it's drunk bitch proof. You know, like we're not going to have, we're not going to have any dramas because we've all been there after a couple of oh, roses yeah. and you're like, tanning's going to be a great idea now. Great and then idea. you wake up the next morning, you're like, oh my God. I didn't want that. Like, yeah. I don't want you to make mistakes. I, these are easy to use formulations that they're going to do all the hard work. Just remember to wash your hands after use, babes. Uh, yeah. And Isle of Paradise, the pa paradise, <laughs> Isle of Paradise, the name, is that based on your love for Australia? Or is that me making that up? <laughs> Isle of Paradise. It's really funny when you create a brand because you're working on it and you know, you're like, at some point, I'm going to have to come up with a name for yeah. this. And 
I will never forget when I came up with this name. So I was sat um, in a bar in London and I thought, right, I'm going to have a glass of wine and I'm just going to get creative. Like, this is what's <laughs> going to happen. Were you brainstorming um, on your own? Brainstorm on my own, yeah. I'm, I'm much more creative when I am on my own. and the, the ideas will really come then. And I just thought, what's that feeling that happens when I tan? Like, why do mm. I tan? And for me... It's almost like a aha moment when you look in front of the mirror the next day, you've got your tan and you think, oh my God, that's me. There I am. I feel more confident. And on, sometimes on the run up to tanning, I can be a real bitch to myself in the mirror and I can like a bit bully myself and I just say, oh, something isn't right. I put tan on, all those voices go away. Yeah. I just feel like me. And I thought that moment when you look in front of the mirror, you feel like yourself, that is paradise. Mm. And then I was like, the Isle of Paradise, because it's the mental headspace that you take yourself to when you're tan. It's yeah. that feeling of going, oh, that is paradise. Um, so, yeah, that's why it's called Isle of Paradise. I love that. But I also love that in Australia, they, in Mecca, you call it Isle. Because I think, who's Isle? Like, Eileen. <laughs> like, who is this? I always think it's like another colleague. I'm like, Eileen's here. I love it. And you're really famous, okay, for your body positivity messages and your mantra and your Instagram is like pretty fun. I was having a little scroll through earlier. I'm so sorry. And it's great. <laughs> and I love that you put yourself out there. Is that something that you really feel passionately about as much as your brand and the confidence that comes from your products? Is that something that you care deeply about? Massively. I think that on my Instagram, I really try and share my journey to body confidence yeah. because... I haven't always been body confident. I hated my body for 20 years. Um, I know what it's like to hate how you look. And even though I really think spray tanning actually saved me and my body confidence from being exposed to so much nudity mm. and listening to other people apologize. You know, I'd work with Victoria's Secret models and they'd be apologizing Stop. about how they look. And I think... God, if you're supposed to be deemed as one of the most beautiful women in the world and yeah. you're apologizing, then what the hell's going on? And so when we launched Isle of Paradise, like for me, first and foremost, I wanted it to represent the women who I had had in the spray tan booth. But as we were developing, I thought, you know what, I, I really need to, I can't have a body confident brand and me be stood at home slagging myself off in front of the mirror. No. I was like, I'm going to actually do the work. And there was a shoot, there's been shoots before where we've shot stuff at Isle of Paradise. And I maybe haven't had, like I have, haven't had my top on and they didn't get published because I wasn't confident enough to yeah. do it. And I know what it's like crying behind the scenes about your body. How do you feel now when you put it out there? Is it like you sort of put out an image and you're fit, do you worry or are you just like, no, I'm owning this? I don't worry because I remind myself that people have the choice to follow me or not. And if you yeah. don't want to follow me, don't follow me. It really, it's not going to change my day. Um, but I think all I'm doing is sharing my journey. Yeah. I'm not 100% body confident because I don't believe that exists, but I'm sharing all the steps and tricks that I'm using yeah. every day to get me to a more confident place. Super empowering. Thank you. I love it. Thank you very much. And tell me a little bit about, um, obviously, Australia is, um, you know, in terms of tanning. And obviously here, really, the sun is such an issue that everybody is really, really careful. And SPF is such a big thing. So tanning here is is huge in terms of the fake tan world. And what is how have you seen the difference between the UK's approach to it versus the Australian approach? Well, I think Australia has... And very openly, you talk about 
the gaping hole in the ozone layer. Yeah. So it's kind of like SPF and sun safety is like a non-negotiable. Yeah. And I think that it's really taught from childhood age. Yeah. Um, I just was on holiday in Greece with a lot of my Aussie friends and the way that they talk yeah. about SPF to the It's kids, really different, right? It's really different. Yeah. Because in Europe, people don't think that the sun is going to affect their skin at all. And I know we're in the beauty world and we talk yeah. about SPF a lot, but actually some of my girlfriends, they don't wear SPF. They don't think about it. Yeah. I'm sure there's people <gasps> gasping at that statement. But it's true, but It's true. Really true. And I think that I, I learned a lot about sun safety when I lived here. Yeah. And why lie in the sun when you can get better results from Isle of Paradise, from a tan that is going to give you that gorgeous holiday glow without exposing yourself to that skin damage. Yeah. And I just think it's just not something to be messed with. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. But how do you think the, you know, all of the Brits back home think, are they they coming on that journey now, do you think? Definitely, definitely. I think SPF is much more talked about. And I think there's influencers like Caroline Hirons that hammer the SPF journey home within the UK. Um, but I think Australia is always leading. I buy my SPF from Australia because I think it's the best in the world. And I think that we have a lot to learn from Australia. And I think what is so great about your brand is that, you know, you have your SPF on, you're protected, but then you're glowing and you can still feel great. You don't have the need to line exactly. the Exactly. So it's a totally different, like, you know, gone are the days where you'd go on a two week holiday to get your tan and you would bake every single day. I mean, that's what I did. I mean, it's probably not something that Kerry did over there, but it's definitely <laughs> something I did. Yeah. And I think it's like, um, you know, it's a sort of mental shift into what is actually the right thing. So tell me a bit, about, bit more about Isle of Paradise. OK, so you've got this amazing product. What is next? Because surely you're like now entrepreneur at your at your soul. What is next? What do you want to do? What with is it? next for Isle of Paradise or what is next for me? Both. Uh, for Isle of Paradise, I think... We have some really good launches coming next year. I think as well, like we're not even five years old yet. It feels like it's one of those brands that's been around forever, but we really haven't. And we're still, there's still new people every single day finding Isle of Paradise, coming back to tanning, trying tanning for the first time. So do you speak us, to all of the, you know, people who kind of DM the brand? Are you still, how connected I, are you to the customers? I, DM on my own account almost every day. People will be messaging me things. Um, I really try and ask them, what do you want to see? What what can I help you with? That maybe I can't reply to each message on the Isle of Paradise mm. account, but I can create a video that tells you everything that you need to know. And also I think I love the fact that because previously on my journey it was always giving tips to magazines and that was yeah. that was it. Yeah. They wouldn't go any further than a magazine. Whereas yeah. now I can really connect and share all the things that I learned backstage with people who are tanning at home. And that's really what it's all about. And I said, I said in a meeting today, let's not forget that people are buying and using these products it's not about the sales yeah. it's not about you know the the advertising coming we're all buying beauty products to feel better we all want to feel yeah, better so sure. let's just feel empowered together um so yeah that's what's happening with other paradise for me, oh, you know what? I've got a <laughs> No more X Factor. Or are you going to be on X Factor? You could be on Strictly. Oh, I, mean, I thought you were going to say be on X Factor. I think I've got a voice of like, you know, in Harry Potter when the mermaids come out of the water. I think that's my, I think that's my singing voice. 
There's a few things tucked in the sleeve. Oh my god, you There's can't just dangle that one. We need no, to know because, because they're not out in the open yet. Um, but yeah, I've also got my other brand, Yantan, a knitwear brand. So we have a massive crisis in the UK where farmers are unfortunately burning their wool, um, and we're importing wool, and wool has been mixed with polyesters and acrylics and viscose. And um, I come from farming. My grandparents were sheep farmers, so I feel like you know the beauty of natural fibres. We should be really championing this because at the end of the day, that, that jumper should not be outliving you. Oh. It should, plastic, that's plastic, don't wear yeah. it. But this, I, I'm a huge advocate of sustainability and that's something that we're really focused on at Isle of Paradise as well. Um, just making sure that what we're doing is good yeah. in all corners of the room. And actually that brings me to a, um, your sort of nickname or what the, the sort of phrase people refer to you as is like, Human ray of sunshine. How does that make you feel? It's such a compliment. It is. It's, such a compliment. it's quite high pressure, it, though. But I'm not even kidding. Like, it's what <laughs> they say in Sephora America and Boots UK. Like, they say it everywhere. And I'm like, how nice to be called a human ray of sunshine. Like, what an absolute <laughs> honor. What an honor. When you wake up in a bit of a bad mood on a sort of Monday morning, do you have to remind yourself, like, put on your superhero gear and be like, remember who you are, Jules? So, do you know what? Sometimes I do. And I think people say, how are you so positive? How are you such an optimist? And I think, well, it's a, a lot of work to I make sure that I tick all the boxes. You know, like I exercise not for my body, just for my mind. Yeah. Um, I make sure that I'm only hanging out with people who yeah. make me feel good. I really have to set boundaries because I don't want to be around mood hoovers. Yeah. I want to be around energy radiators. I, I'm so with you on that. And my best friend actually says, lift me up or get out. Yeah. Like we're either on this elevation together or not. And I think I have to really, it's okay to also not feel okay. And it's yes. okay to have a hard day and a down day and to second guess because that's part of being human. But ultimately, if that happens, and sometimes that will happen with like my wardrobe, if something's not fitting, I will have a full meltdown. Yeah. And I have to, <laughs> but I now know all the steps to do. I have to leave the house. I have to have a green smoothie. I've got to work out. And then the next day I feel better. So yeah. sometimes if we're falling off the tracks, we can get back on. But I'm only human. I can only do my best. And that is um, something that you're going to have to hold on to, even when you're an, an old man and you're, you know, you want to be sort of cranky and you're so for sick. The older I'm getting, the less I care. <laughs> so then you really are, you're, if you're not lifting me up, you are not coming in the house. And of course, you've bronzed some of the most famous um, and women, I'm sure gentlemen as well, out there. Kate Moss, Ian Miller, Little Miss, Chrissy Teigen. What is what are your tips for a flawless tan? Because those those women are have a discerning taste as well. So presumably you have to really get what they want as well. How do you what are your tips for our listeners? Famous or non-famous, every client will always get the same consultation and I'll always give the same advice because I think it's important to remember that the reason that you're using Isle of Paradise is to not look like you've been using Isle of Paradise. We're using yeah. this to cheat. We're using this to cheat the vacation skin. So choose your shade a bit like you would choose your makeup. Uh -huh. If you go for medium, choose medium, go for dark. And remember that less on the face is actually more. Okay. So do two coats on the body, one coat on the face. Um, and also... Two coats at the same time? Do you just put one on just and layer then... Up. So I actually let my first on. coat dry. So okay. I'll get a hair dryer on cool, dry it, uh -huh. and then I'll go with the second. And 
Tan is very much like makeup. Mm -hmm. So if in doubt, let's blend it out. Let's get the brushes, buff onto the ears, buff around the jawline. Where you apply the tan is literally where you're going to be tanned. Okay. So let's really sweep and buff. If you're nervous and you're using a tan that's not got guide color, mix a tiny How bit. How do you do the back? If you can do the front, you have to like Turn get your, your housemate involved. You can get other halves involved. I've had to teach my husband. I'm like, remember, it's like frosting a cake. We're, we're sweeping this tan onto the back. He's actually got quite good. But also, I was single for a long time, and I can do my own back. You turn your mitt back to front so the foam sits on behind the knuckles, uh, and, and you'll be you able sort of... to reach more. You can also tape a mitt to a wooden spoon. It ain't glam, but it yeah, does the job. It works. And you get in there. Always wipe your palms afterwards, ideally with micellar water soaked on a face cloth. Uh-huh. Um, and what about like those like elbows and sort of like dry bits? So moisturize your hands, elbows, knees and feet before you put your tan on, but also do it after you've put your tan on. Ah. That's, a, that's a real trick I learned backstage. And it just makes hands especially. Yeah. I, I go to a lot of meetings where people hide their hands from me and they'll be sitting <laughs> on their hands or they'll be tucking their hands behind a scarf and I'm like, Did you do, did you do what I tell you? Should we just have a little, tap, a little <laughs> chat? But, um, moisturize the hands after you've tanned and you won't have that issue. Okay, so these, what happens? So I remember back in the 90s, then you'd get into bed and you would literally leave a sort of like body shape on your sheets. Is that what we can expect? Or do you put your Alaparado clothes straight on? have guide color. So we have a couple of products with guide color when you want to start tanning and maybe you've never tanned before and you need to see where you go. But actually, you don't need the guide color in your tan. So we really champion ourselves on clean sheets yeah. because no transfer. You can also tan in the morning because it's clear. Yeah. You want to put it on in the morning. And also drops and waters very quick to apply. So... Like I said before, everything you knew about that 90s, noughties, like <laughs> traditional fake tan routine, it's not that. Forget it. This is a self-tan regime. Oh, you yeah. know, like this is really, it's advanced, it's moved forward. It's like skincare, but with added benefits. Yeah, that's so good. And actually, if you can kind of marry it up with your skincare, then even better, right? Because you're doing your whole routine once every week or every two days for your face, but you're still just looking after yourself and giving yourself that glow, which is ultimately what everybody wants. Exactly. And also, you don't have to always tan every part of your body. You can patchwork tan. Um, you can just tan your face if you want to, if you don't want to do your body. You don't have to do the whole thing thing you can just tan your legs you don't have to tan everything else just do what you want to do and you know we always say self-tan a la paradise look it's not going to change the world but if you use it might it, change your mood well if you use it and you feel more confident then it's going to change the world that you're in yeah and that's what that's what it's all about that's why we get up every morning because we're making people feel more confident what an amazing job to have yeah that's pretty magical and jules you're here in australia First of all, I want to know what you're going to do whilst you're here. But also, what what's going on in the world of jewels right now that isn't Isle of Paradise? Where are you going to go on holiday? What are you looking forward to? What are you reading? What are you interested in? What's what's kind of making your mind tick? Where am I going when I'm in Australia? Well, I just had a Messina gelato and <laughs> the macadamia crunch is my flavor of choice. It is good. <laughs> um, I will be going to... Um, Probably Bronte Beach in Sydney. I love the beaches mm. in New South Wales. Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, eating so much Asian food. Asian yeah. food in Australia is next level. And then, yeah, I mean, in the UK, we're about to go into winter. So 
We're really bracing oh, for you. this. Why yeah. didn't you just stay out here? I'm tempted, but unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately, I got married a couple of a couple of weeks ago, so oh, I've got to go back for the hubby. Thank you. And yeah, we actually have a lot of global expansion for Isle of Paradise. So although this isn't including, I'm traveling loads again, which is so nice. Opens your mind up, doesn't it? I love it. And I feel really inspired when I'm Mm. traveling. It can be the tiniest things. And this is such a creative brain moment. But like we sat yesterday having lunch and the bottle of water, I loved the font. And I was like, we need that font. We need that font somewhere. (laughs) Where do I need that font? And that's what it's like. And when, you know, when lockdown happened, that's something that I really struggled with. I just wasn't feeling inspired. Yeah. And I just had to really, had to really dive deep. You had to like go and hunt for the inspiration, <laughs> yeah. don't you? Whereas it's so much nicer when it's just there in front of you. Oh, it's the dream. Okay, so you're going to go back home. You're going to have a cozy Christmas, cozy, cozy winter with your husband. And then back out there traveling and being inspired and coming up with all sorts of new things. Just living, just living life. Well, congratulations. It's pretty amazing. I'm very excited to have you here. We all are. We all all love having you um, at Mecca to come and see us. So it's pretty amazing. Um, And enjoy the rest of your trip in Australia. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Jules. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mecca Talks. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your favourite podcast app, and you'll be notified as soon as our next episode becomes available. Don't forget to rate, review, 